Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. <laughs> Tonight, we got them. Goldie and the Salt. It starts right now. Oh, thank you, Craig Kilborn, for that awesome intro. We got him. We got Goldie and the Sulk and JC. Somehow we got him. Um, how are you guys today? Goldie, how are you this morning? You look a little stressed there. I, I think you just announced us in the reverse order that we're going to die. <laughs> Go and rewind it and rewind it. So can, you can, yeah, you can do the math. I, I think I can guess. It's uh, you, you, me, then JC, right? Yeah, okay. clearly. Oh, clearly. Do, you, do either of you ever feel like you have the right amount of energy? Never. Never. It's just like I'm either like dead or I have so <laughs> much, much anxiety. <laughs> like I'm so overamped and in the red. Or I just am dead. Oh my god! Yeah. Those are my two levels. <laughs> no life, or Wait. about to first explode. joke of the day. First joke of the day. <laughs> so early. There's no baseline level of life. There's, there's no pleasant. There's no, no pleasant. No. No. My heart is either like one BPM or two hundred. <laughs> I either can't move or I feel like I'm going to explode. Oh God. Oh, you're nailing it. Absolutely. I just want to be in the middle. What about, now, have we talked about this before? What about the, like, CBD gummies or what about that I do all that stuff. It doesn't work. Meditation. I do do it. I've tried everything. It's not happening. I've tried everything. What about Goldie, as we've been talking about in the last few weeks of this show, harnessing the awesome power of your brain? (laughs) Can't you you take a little agency in your own life when you're getting upset? Isn't there some part of you that can throw a lasso around it and say, stop? How Can't condescending you? of you to think <laughs> no, but I I'm saying you're tried. a smart guy. You're oh, smart. And I'm smart. Are you or am it. I stupid because I'm not trying that? No. Listen, <laughs> I try all the stuff we've talked about. I don't want to go into anger a third time. God knows I, people we, don't want to hear that. But if I could sleep, I think I'd be better. Like just for me to be in this chair each time. Yeah. Here, yeah. Here's what I go through just to just to get to the point where it's like eight, <laughs> eight fifteen, or eight thirty, and I'm yeah. sitting here. Okay. Yes. So I bolt up awake either around like four forty five. <laughs> Wait, same. Bolt. 
I bolt up awake because I'm genuine. I, I, I'm I'm in general. I'm awoken by someone screaming because oh. my <laughs> my six year old. If we have a nightlight, but it goes off after four hours, and if she wakes up and there's no light, oh, she freaks out. So oh, she yeah. either runs. One of my kids in general runs into the room. Or if, for whatever reason, my kids that night don't, which is very rare, one in ten nights, no one runs yeah. in screaming about something. <laughs> right. Barf, pee, <laughs> you know, fear of no of the darkness. Yes. Then, so if I somehow get through that, get then, a get a nightlight that doesn't go off after four hours. It's impossible. It's not. They exist. No. They do. Oh. Uh, anyway, I of course. <laughs> no. But like for some reason that. That will will never happen. Okay, it's, that's off yeah. the table. I got it. I got okay. it. Okay, gotcha. it's just one of those things. It would be if I brought it home. My wife would say, "We already have a nightlight," and, right? And then you know, <laughs> cast me as some consumerist, uh, <laughs> you know, anti-green, just bore who just can't stop gobbling up the world's resources and creating the. Garbage island in the Pacific. I would, oh, I would just God. be in with all those people. It would be as though I brought home fifteen SUVs and parked them in the middle of my street, and just said, "I want you to keep those running in case I have to go anywhere." That would be. I'd get the equivalent of grief for bringing home one more nightlight. Uh, yep. Okay. So I'm not so, taking it on. So okay. Yeah. So say I sleep through. Say no one runs in screaming. Yeah. Okay. Then at five forty-five, my dog Lloyd, who I love. Oh, will yeah, begin sure. furiously licking his own dick in a way that is impossible <laughs> to sleep through. His little fucking mushroom cat, which has to be meticulously polished and clean as though it's, you know, the silverware at the world's finest restaurant. He'll, he'll just begin auto-filating himself. <laughs> And and it it'll be dry and wet, like the, every gummy oh. sound you can imagine. Yes. Oh, and I he does it right well. next to me, often while leaning into me for balance. <laughs> so that's I, balance. it's either a scream or that wakes me up. Oh, so then God. I'm up, and then you, I, yeah, I make the choice everyone makes is like, am I gonna look at my phone? And then you look at your phone, and the world's a disaster. <laughs> so then you go from like dead to like holy fuck. Like, yeah. I'm going to be drafted into a land war. <laughs> too old. I'm too, too old and old. I'm, I'm not ready. But that's, that almost makes it ideal. Like right. they just go, look, it's going to be a catastrophe. So let's just get a bunch of 49-year-olds over there. Yeah, take the fodder. initial, yeah, to cannon absorb fodder. the initial ammunition, then hope they run out <laughs> shooting these bald fucks. And, like, and, I, and I, I bet, I, this has never been studied, but I bet the front lines are disproportionately bald. <laughs> I bet we just get pushed to the front because we have no advocates. I bet you just get up there and the guy's firing at you or bald and you're right. like, I don't want to kill other and bald guys. Like, what are we doing? We're the same. Like, we should form a third party and let all those fucks shoot each other. But that right. doesn't happen. I love that theory because you could never check it. It would always be like the sergeant just picking people, quote unquote, at random yeah. to be in the front line. It's like, why are we all bald? I didn't know. You got helmets on. Just go. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not sending all the bald guys. Come on. No, that's just you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> so anyway, so I, I have the phone and then I, I start panicking. So then my dog, the first thing I do, I, I go to the kitchen 
I feed the dog. We feed him fresh food. So in general, there's like, uh, you know, five minutes of prep. And then I make the coffee. Every morning I make the coffee and I deliver some to my wife every morning. It's a nice nice thing I do. Do I feel I get the appropriate credit? No, never will. Never will. (laughs) Then uh, generally the coffee is sort of made and and I go brush my teeth around 645. And then maybe if one of my kids hasn't come out and said, oh, I want to watch TV, maybe I have five minutes to just sit there as the coffee brews and my teeth are brushed. That's great. Maybe. Then, (laughs) as it approaches seven, I have to wake everyone up and get them started to go to school or go to their activities. Now, do do people like being woken up? Do they react in a favorable way? Even though, as we've established, I don't want to be up either. I would love nothing more to be in bed and to just put the reins down and say, I guess we don't have to do anything, guys, including me. I I need to do stuff the least. I have the most money in the house. My name's on all the accounts. I don't need to be up. I have enough. Everyone else needs to be up. I can. I, I, my wife, she, her name's not on every. It's not, her name's on most of the stuff. That's that a sore subject. Well, it's just you know when I say, "Hey, so will you sign this form?" and she's like, "I'm doing something," and it's like, "Okay, don't sign the form." <laughs> <laughs> it happens to be for the house. Yeah, the but anyway, I that. need to be up the least. I'm. Fine. Yeah. I have health insurance. <laughs> right. <laughs> My kids have accomplished nothing. <laughs> they need to be up and start accomplishing something. So anyway, I start get getting them up started. And I'm being fought and yelled at and dismissed. And yeah. then I, I say, what would you like for breakfast? Now, if oh. I would love for someone to ask me what I want for breakfast. And by the way, all I ever had growing up was Cheerios. Go make yourself. <laughs> Fucking square ego, you piece of shit. Do it yourself. There's egos in the free. No one was walking me through wait this. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Square ego? Yeah. What is that? They're, the they're famously ones. round. They're no, but they make square ones. They do? Yeah. I feel like that's against no their whole Maybe it wasn't model. even an ego. Maybe it was you got You got the store-bought. <laughs> you got the purity Whatever. supreme I, waffle. It was, it was square. It was, okay. it was yeah. understood, go get yourself a square waffle and get yourself the fuck out of here and don't bother <laughs> adults. Yes. Yes. I knew yes. to do that. Yep. You know, I would put on Good Morning America and watch, you know, Joan London and Spencer Christian and Yeah, it, it, boggles, my my, it boggles my mind <laughs> still that you were an ABC family. Yeah. We were we were squarely NBC. Yeah. That it was probably Same. better. Anyway, yeah. so I have to get everyone up, and I'm taking their breakfast order. And I like to present a nice breakfast. It's something I like to do. I like to make <laughs> eggs. I like to make toast. That's nice. Seems and like have you it all like out it. there. Seems yeah. like you really like it. I actually do. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> it is nice. Thank you. It is. And by the way, in between all this, and I and I I sh- I should have mentioned this earlier. My bowels are (laughs) unpredictably misfiring like an uncalibrated civil war cannon so i'm i'm dealing with that as well (laughs) just raining bombs on all the wrong places sometimes like it just goes in on itself like the the force doesn't go outward it goes inward and whoever's behind the cannon gets gets you know shrapnel in the face So, like, I'm I'm navigating these breakfasts. I get the breakfast on the table. And then my wife, to her credit, takes over. And she's making their lunches, which is probably more of a pain in the ass than the breakfast. She's getting them to eat the breakfast, which they won't do. And getting them (laughs) dressed. And getting them out of the house as I go walk the dog. 
so yeah. he can take a shit. Now I walk the dog and I have to be back at 7.50 precisely. Why? Because I then get out my cargo bike and I bike my youngest child to school. Awesome. And then I wow. circle back and I bike my oldest child to school. Oh my wow. God. You wow. can get a nightlight. Look what you're doing for <laughs> the environment. <laughs> I look at my phone and I go, oh, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was, like, way better than the aristocrats. That is great. That, what a morning. I feel so lucky now, and I feel so now ashamed. I was complaining before you got on about my mornings, which are a fucking well, cakewalk compared are, to that. No, yeah, I was complaining about the rest of the, rest of the day. Yeah. But the my morning compared to yours my i am going to make you so jealous right now my shit situation is like i don't know i don't know i name a person who has a better one i get to go behind two doors with my cup of coffee and my youtube on the phone stare out a fucking window and take a shit for like a half hour it's great half an hour best part of my day i'm just going to start abbreviating this mbn on the podcast must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag MBN. Hashtag MBN, bitch. <laughs> MBN, bitch. <laughs> oh God, Goldie, that's great. What a what a what a morning routine. So, well, we appreciate you being here. Yes. Yeah. Could not of do course. it without you. Of clearly, would well, not. Um, in fact, we're moving heaven and earth to make sure we do it with you every week, even when you're traveling last yes. minute, as you so often do. Wow. <laughs> Just a jet setter. Yeah. Traveling jet, from Milan to jet Rome. setter. To, I'm gonna go sleep in my childhood twin bed. Oh my god, that's sweet. I don't think the mattress has ever been changed. <laughs> you know, I could confirm in Weston it has not been either. Yeah. I still got the Star Wars. It's sheets. literally a, a really thin mattress on a plank. <laughs> like, that's oh, our you... beloved child. Go sleep on this fucking plank. <laughs> Try to get good grades after you spent the night on a plank. Uh. <laughs> All right, well, we've had a ton of technical glitches today, so let's keep it rolling right into Johnny Joe. If the internet lasts, it's Johnny's! Woo! Oh, with gusto, con gusto, I think they call that. That was... That's great. Yeah. Really energetic. Boy, I have no idea what I, I'm doing. I did what my favorite uh, English professor in college, he clued me in on this word. Uh, I did it with sprezzatura. Ooh, I don't Ooh. know that one. <laughs> Love that. And he would describe sprezzatura as running and jumping on a moving horse. Oh, very. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's so... a sprezzatura. <laughs> That's a good word yeah. to think of because, yeah, anyway, we're not talking about anger this week, but that's <laughs> no. how I would describe anger. <laughs> anyway, all right, back into Johnny's. <clears throat> here we go. Okay. Whoa, some uh, hot off the presses here. Uh, after rehabbing for months from a bad car accident, Tiger Woods announced that he will play in the Masters. Yeah. Uh, golf analysts say they aren't concerned about his irons, but they are, however, quite concerned about his drives. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be in that area again later. <laughs> I'm sure we I figured we might be, and I think yours might be better than that. Oh, here's another story. Comedian Louis C.K. 
<clears throat> Comedian Louis C.K. has won a Grammy for his first comedy that. special after sexual assault allegations. Uh, when reached for comment, the comic said he was extremely gratified that people <laughs> sat and watched his latest release. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I should have closed with that. Yes. yes. Really You're good. probably right. And I got so messed up by this fucking internet shit that I'm now going to close with something terrible. Here we go. Two more. The mayor of Boston has unveiled a new all-inclusive Boston plan that aims to make the city more culturally diverse. So, whether you're Irish, Italian, <laughs> Italian, Irish, <laughs> Irish, or Italian, Boston is truly the place for you. Very good. Oh, boy. I no, love it. Nothing left to close with. I, sh- I did this. I was so frazzled today. Okay, well, we'll close with an, a nice little one. Uh, it was revealed last week that the U.S. has been testing a hypersonic missile a projectile that moves so fast it can't be heard. Uh, Pentagon officials say they didn't tell anyone because they were told to keep it quiet and keep it quiet. <laughs> uh, I like it. in the wind. I like it. I like it. JC was right. I should have ended with anything else but that one. Johnny number two, take Those her away. Great. Okay, I'm 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 on the fly. I'm I'm Ooh. I'm I'm rearranging Ooh. because Calling uh, an audible. Calling you, you used the phrase you used the phrase fart in the wind, my friend, and this leads <laughs> oh. me to my first oh, joke. Awesome. Oh, excellent. Yeah. <clears throat> A nineteen year old Irish woman was hospitalized after holding in farts for two years <laughs> around her boyfriend caused her appendix to burst. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a true story. And when they asked if she planned to still hold in her farts, her boyfriend interjected, well, your appendix can't burst twice, can it? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, uh, here we go. Uh, keeping on going. A new study shows cat owners have better sex uh, with humans, right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Like it. Like and according to a new survey, another new survey, a different new survey, seven in ten pet owners say their dog is their best friend. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Uh, sadly, ten out of ten dogs say their best friend is food. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little unequal there. Okay. Uh, I would be one of the three who didn't say that. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, and he, here we go. Okay. A year and a half after a horrible car accident, Tiger Woods is returning to the Masters. And uh, for God's sake, I hope he takes an Uber there. <laughs> um, finally. God, I'm, I'm all thrown because I rearranged on the fly. <laughs> here, here comes an attempt at closing. <clears throat> the top military officer in the United States says the chances of an international land war are increasing. Yeah. And um, all of our Generation Z potential draftees are wondering the same two questions. Uh, number one, will the other side know my pronouns? <laughs> and number two, does the battlefield have Wi-Fi? <laughs> That's great. a great, great closer. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, Russian I, I, for they, them? I, I have a, um, that's, I, I have an area that I, it sounds so good and I couldn't get it, but I'm wondering if you'll be able to get it 
on the fly. Let's so, hear. did you hear the, that uh, Albert Pujols, the baseball player? <laughs> yeah, I already love it. He left his wife 10 days after she had surgery to remove a brain tumor. And I was oh. I, I was kind of in in the area of like you know imagine just how terrible it is to you know you 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 wake up one day and learn you're no longer a poo hole. But I, like, I, That's I just, great. I don't know. I but it, it felt like I couldn't I match the punchline quite to this. Like, right. like it's like when you have a puzzle piece that you go, this does fit in here, right? But yeah. like, but why does it? It's not the piece, but it yeah. kind of it seems like it fits. It just right. It's, yeah. yeah. Well, I I disagree. I think to wake up to find you're no longer a pool. <laughs> like, how can you beat that? I don't know. That's great. You should have done that. It's oh, that's just, hilarious. It's, it's so hard to do a joke about him and get away from the last name. Oh, it's, it's like it's an impossible kind of riddle. Like, okay, make this joke. But <laughs> Not about pools. His last name is Pool. <laughs> it's impossible. Uh, oh, those are very funny. All right. So another week of the jokes that are killing us. By the way, start sending us those Johnny jokes, fans, at a typical disgusting display at gmail.com. And Goldie, what's going on with the phone? Have you checked it yet? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got me dead to rights here. <laughs> I did I did check what? it the other week and um I I think I think we have one message and I haven't listened to it yet and I, I that's totally on me. We only have I one? will check it this week and we'll get on it. But we did. Don't we have an email this week we were going to read? Yeah. Yeah. I can read that. Yeah. 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 Okay. This is from. Uh, you might have to help me with the last name. Jason Rutkowski. 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 <laughs> Excuse me. I had to okay. Rutkowski. <laughs> <laughs> um, the subject is top five things you don't understand as an adult. Um, yeah, hi, which we all. did. We right. did a yeah, couple weeks ago. Yeah, this was something we yeah. did. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I felt inspired to weigh in with my entries for this week's top five. No need to respond. Great podcast. Keep it up. Thanks. So, um, all I, right. So, we no need to respond. Let's put it away. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping. Oh. I'm thinking he listed them from you know five to one, but there's no number. So, sure. starts with ohms, amps, watts, and volts. Very good. Yeah. One. Red Don't up. get yeah. it. Electricity, yeah. witchcraft. Yes, still, okay. Yep. Okay, ground rule double. A mystery for me for 45 years and counting. He should understand that. That one's kind of easy, man. A ball bounces <laughs> yeah. into the stands. Yeah, that's it. The players can't get it. Yep. <laughs> ground rule double. Ground no, rule double. Okay, if explained. you don't get it now, I, I can't help you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, number three, roundabouts. Does anyone know what to do? Just do what feels right. I mean, I like the idea of this one, but living on Cape Cod, where it's oh, rotary yeah. after rotary after yeah. rotary, I get, I get them. I get. They got to be in the suburbs. They can't be in the city. Yeah. Bottom yeah. line. They have them in Europe. Hundred yeah. percent. Anyway, uh, stage left, stage right. We'll never this, get this. I, this, I'm in total agreement oh. with him. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> oh. I never know which one. What do you mean? I don't know which is stage left. Is it from the person watching or the person on stage? Person on stage. But I can't remember oh. that. <laughs> All I can remember is I don't know which one. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. Okay. Yeah. yeah, That's great. And then number one, wind, which is great. That's, <laughs> that's a great one. That's a good one. one. Very good one. <laughs> Why? Just, yeah. just has a question. I know, like, what? Stop what, what, it. Is it ever? Enough it wind. does stop sometimes. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, okay, it was all in balance. It stopped. 
<laughs> what happened? <laughs> I know it's it's hard to hard to comprehend. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for yes. that email. And you, Goldie, you know him. What's his name? Jason. Yeah, he's married to my wife's cousin. Great guy. Oh, well, very good guitar on. player. So he had a nepotism. Yeah, nepotism. Well, that's yeah. how Hollywood works. So it's a good re- lesson for all it's you a writers. Great yeah. lesson. He yes. just moved to the front of the pack. Yeah, exactly. Because he knows you. Yeah, it's a conversation. That's right. So that was a great email. Thank you, yes. Jason. Yes. Good list. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This week, we are going to talk about the Family Guy Star Wars episode. Yeah. Now, this was something that I wrote. It has my name on it. But as you'll see, as we get into it, that can be misleading. And we talk about this a lot on the show, how in particular on Family Guy and on a lot of shows... Just because there's a writer's name on it does not mean he wrote all of or even half of the jokes. And sometimes it means he wrote virtually none of them because there is a large room that helps to rewrite something and make it the final product you see. So while I got the, you know, the the Heroes Parade uh, down uh, Madison Avenue in New York (laughs) City for writing this, It was absolutely the entire staff, and as we will get into as we go along, in particular Seth MacFarlane, who was still in the writer's room at this time, is as or more passionate about Star Wars than I am, and really hunkered down, and I'm sure you guys both watched it, right, in preparation for this. Seth gives many uh, voiceover vocal drum solos in this episode. You're in it a lot too, aren't you? What's that? I'm You're in it a couple a lot. times. Yeah. Uh, but but the, the, okay. the degree to what Seth is doing, like yeah. Seth added so much That's to so this cool. episode. You're, You're and... stealing one of my points, which was... Yes, sorry. Go ahead. You Let's get right into he, it. You can tell he really cared about He yeah. cared about this one uh, as much... The Stewie much... entrance, the Darth entrance, like right away you go. Yeah. That is the most genuine enthusiasm uh, I've so cool. ever heard him display. It's uh, amazing, and he gets uh, like that whole bit. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll get into specifics as we as we go through do it. Do you but still have the original script that you? I do, oh, and I so read cool. it in preparation oh for this just to see how little I ended up getting in. <laughs> but let me give a little. The the setup for this uh, was a little different than it is for every Family Guy episode. So every Family Guy episode goes through this process where. You outline in detail the episode. Here's this scene with Brian and Stewie, and this scene's going to be at the Griffin's house, and this scene will be at the brewery. And you go through in great detail. You put a couple jokes even in each scene. It's, It's outlined by a group of people. Now, this episode, because 
we didn't need to outline a story so much for it because the story's there. It's Star Wars. Yeah. It, this was more, and I'll, I'll side note ahead of time that I know David Goodman and Steve Callahan listen to this podcast all the time, and we love that. Thank you for doing it. Their memory is way better than my memory, especially for stuff like this. So I'm sure there'll be points where I'll credit somebody or say something, and David will be out there going, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, the House, house of Goodman. Um, so I'm sure he'll be apoplectic sometimes. And Steve also, who has a fantastic memory and contributed a lot to this episode. I'm sure. I, so forgive me, David and Steve, uh, ahead of time if I misremember some of these things. But my memory of it was there was no outline created for this one. I was just simply sent off because I know Star Wars as well as anyone uh, to watch it and write an episode using certain key moments along the way. And so I did that. Yeah. And then what happened was when it came back to Seth, so many of the things, thankfully, to Seth and David that I wrote were in there, and I'm very proud of them, and they, they stood the test of time. But there are many things that were whole new scenes that were just added where Seth said, I think we're going to want to see this moment from Star Wars. And I think I have a funny take on this moment from Star Wars. So it was kind of outlined at backwards in a weird way. So going through it, we had this time where we watched as an entire staff of like almost 20 people in the writer's room, we sat and watched Star Wars together. That's awesome. And people were just pitching jokes as we went along. And a lot of those jokes got used uh, in the script. So it was a different kind of writing process, one that I'm lucky enough to have my name on, but was really the entire team, in particularly Seth. I'm going to call a timeout for one minute right here. Okay. Because I got the uh, the dog that whenever she stands up, it's well, she's play Lucy. <laughs> I, I, my dog has to go bathroom. I has to go bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> So, Just that so you know, I, I never go to the bathroom during the podcast because I think if I started going to the bathroom, I don't know that I could stop. <laughs> <laughs> Just be a 40-minute piss. <laughs> well, that was infuriating because this one dog that is so old, whenever she stands up, it means she has to piss. Yeah. So she stood up. And I take her out there, and then she's out there. It's raining a little, and she's like, "Oh wait, I didn't, I didn't plan on this." And it's like you fucking it. called this meeting. <laughs> let's just let's go. Let's get it done. And this is the dog. We're talking this about is here. this is the dog that sneezes before she pisses oh, every time. So cute. Yeah, no. It's very cute. <laughs> very old. We're we're getting ready for her to move along into that doggy. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on, Chewy. <laughs> Chewy, move on. Uh, Chewy, good dog for today for Star Wars. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I, I gave a long preamble about how this was kind of a different process. It was totally an honor. Like it was, yeah. I'm sure when I look back, this might be the best thing that my name is ever on. Wow. Um, I mean, it's and, incredible. And rewatching it, by the way, Goldie, you said this already. You noticed how much Seth really put his energies into it. I was really impressed by how funny the episode was. And so it funny. made me feel like, fuck, we need Seth back in that oh, room. Man. Like, And it made me have this idea that uh, who knows how much longer Family Guy will run, hopefully for a f Ever? several okay. years anyway. But yeah. I really want to take a run at Seth to come back for the final season. Like, I think it would make a huge difference. And hopefully maybe the Orville will be done by then. Maybe any of his other projects will yeah, be in some Orville's... kind of a break. It would be so great to have him back in the room. 
Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that, I agree. That was my I, takeaway. I mean, yeah. The reason, you know, there's some dispute as to whether I suggested this topic or someone yeah, emailed it Ross in. Ross Everett emailed yeah, it. Yeah, Ross Everett. Oh, yeah. Thank Ross, you. You yeah. emailed The idea in. man. The idea man. We yeah. Call was it him or was it me? I feel like it was... It was like in the writer's room where someone pitches something and then someone interjects immediately. I was about to pitch the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's funny because I have the same thought. And I'm stealing the credit. No, no, no. I, I'm just talking over you to get the credit to myself because I'm so worried that no one will give me the credit even though I have the thought literally at the same time. It's unclear who had it first. Please don't fire me because I'm as good as that person who just pitched the thing that we like. Okay. Good inner monologue of a writer. By the way, it's, it, it's worth pointing out that and we love Danny Smith, who gives us first joke of the day, first joke of the day, and, and also wonders if Seth might be here. Seth? <laughs> there he is. <laughs> so Danny has been at the show since day one. He contributed several funny things to this episode as well. But he does this thing, and he's not doing it to get credit. He doesn't realize that he's doing it. If somebody pitches a joke, he'll instantly do a th- that thing of like, you know, my cousin used to do that. It was crazy. Every summer he'd say exactly that. And then it became like in your memory, you're like, oh, Danny pitched that. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like a, a great way of organically attaching yourself to some bit. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so what, what did you guys like? What, what kind of thoughts did you guys have? About this episode, did you have any questions about any of the particular bits or like how it got started or, or what? Oh, I, I want you to interview me. questions. Yeah, <laughs> I you want know, you to interview me. I didn't me. realize that, that we were doing Please. a panel for honoring you today on the day. Yeah, that's the way it was and, presented. And JC, you had the plaque you. made up. JC, yeah. you had the plaque made up. There <laughs> isn't even a plaque I need a or a roll. signpost in that town. <laughs> um, no, you've you've hit on a lot of what I wanted to talk about, and and you kind of leading in to. You know why I thought this was a great topic, whether I thought of it or not. It's turning into this. <laughs> Lost to history. Um, <laughs> is that this is to this point, and I'm honestly ready to call it forever, probably the most successful thing either one of us will ever be involved with. Um, oh. Just in terms of cultural impact, like the DVD sales were incredible, and it's cool. it's really good. And it happens to be almost the moment before I arrived at Family Guy, so I didn't get to participate in any of it. Um, But I just thought since, you know, we have you here, and that, like, you know, I think on this podcast a lot, I kind of tend to take the piss out of you for fun. Just for fun. (laughs) I never never really mean it. It's always in jest. But, you know, I talked about the jacket. I'm building you up today. So, you know, I'm giving you the credit. This is is an, an incredible episode of TV. And I also thought, like, just from having known you for so long that... Um, it, it's just the perfect example of preparation meeting opportunity and that you, you know, like anyone smart would have told you years ago, like, put the childish things away. Stop it with the right. Star Wars. <laughs> Enough. You're an adult now. Be a grown up. You know, worry about uh, insurance premiums and stocks right. and, and budgeting. But, you know, your continued drive to just smoke pot and watch Star Wars. And it's, it's sort of a, a great lesson in doing what you love and the money will follow because like this was probably the most successful you could have possibly been doing anything and you somehow did it yeah by not listening to anyone which i think is a great lesson as a writer like you have to have legitimate things that you're passionate about yeah that's the only thing that makes anyone interesting is passion about anything and so i think sometimes people to obtain a writing career 
they put everything on the back burner and say, well, I can't keep like doing music or I can't keep, you know, my interest in zoology and like, I don't have time. And it's like the only thing you can bring as a writer are those things because otherwise you're just some drone TV writer yeah. and there's nothing more boring than a TV writer who only talks about TV. Yes. Yeah. Somehow I cheech and chonged my way into this opportunity. <laughs> and and just to, I've, I may have even mentioned it on here before, just the specific of how this came out. Again, we, oh, yes, I did, because we did an episode about maybe I've never had an original idea. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so to, to fortify that thought, this was totally Seth's idea. And at Family Guy, he now had an ally in me as someone who loved Star Wars as much as he did. So I was always pitching Star Wars jokes. David Goodman, who Uh, ran the show, was a big Star Wars fan. He was always pitching Star Wars jokes. So we were getting more Star Wars jokes in the show just week to week. So one week at the Brass Monkey, great karaoke bar in Koreatown, we were outside hacking a butt. (laughs) <laughs> and he said, uh, he's like, you know, uh, we should just do a Star Wars episode where we just use our characters in Star Wars. Yeah. And I'm like, great. And he's like, yeah, if we do that, you'd write it. And I'm like, even better. So <laughs> no, that, I mean, no, 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 no. Uh, so then my, my mini recollections about how it went was I presented to him who I thought the characters would be in the episode. And and I was wildly off from what they ended up being, which I think ultimately ended up being much better. So what did you pitch? My idea was that Peter would be Luke Skywalker. Okay. And that Quagmire would be Han Solo. Okay. And that Brian and Stewie, because I started with them, would obviously be R2 and C-3PO. Right. And that Carter yeah. P- Peter Schmidt, Lois's dad, would be Darth Vader. Yeah. So that's where I was. Because I started at, I'm like, oh, well, obviously Brian and Stewie, are, they're like 3PO and R2 yeah. on our show. Like, why yeah. wouldn't we do that? But Seth had a different vision, which ultimately ended up being much better. If anything, just because Chris so greatly kind of resembles Luke Skywalker. I think that helps <laughs> Well, a lot. it's like the parallel with Mark Hamill and Chris. It's like, you all, we all know him, but like, how much do we think about him? Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that he's, was, like, he's got that kind of blank slate thing that, that Mark <laughs> Hamill has. <laughs> and and I always bring this up when I talk about it. I'm sure David hates it. So David, get ready to hate it again. Um, it, David, when we when when I started writing this, I came to David and said, "I think this has got to be an hour long episode." And it was supposed to be originally a half hour. Yeah. And I'm just as I'm writing it, I kept reporting back to him like this is it's stretching. I think it might have to be an hour. And he kept going, "No." Oh! <laughs> no, you know, it's just, just, just keep it at a half hour. Just that's one very sign. And like then, when it came to Seth, Seth was like, he's like, you know, maybe this should be an hour. David's like, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like so. It was that instant thing Diplomacy. of like when Seth, when Seth said it, you know, then it became an hour. Yeah. Um, so that's how it turned into an hour, and afterwards. We met George Lucas. Oh, like, wow. A few of us got to go up to the Lucas Ranch. We watched the episode with him, oh and he was laughing the whole time. And <laughs> wow. then we watched a screening of Empire Strikes Back with him. Wow. And it was just 
phenomenal. I got my picture taken with him. You know, there were only like half a dozen of us up there. We got to look through all the like, like the prop warehouse of all the Star Wars shit, all the Raiders shit. It was wow, amazing. That's and so I get- cool. Maybe someone wants to come listen to the podcast with us. <laughs> <laughs> that would an honor. Um, I always get, I give Kirker Butler so much shit because he was he's also a big Star Wars fan, and he wrote. You guys are M- all such Star Wars nerds. I know there are a lot. I of mean, us you're who just. Are. I mean, you just know the most popular thing ever. You're such a nerd. We're nerds. We're, we're right, counterculture about the biggest thing ever on film. But so Kirker loves all that shit too, and he wrote the Empire Strikes Back episode. And by the way, yeah. I think if you watch that, I think it's I think it's funnier than the Star Wars one. He he did such a great job on it, but. I give him so much shit I, uh, because he didn't get to meet George Lucas. Oh, no. Like, he didn't, nothing <laughs> happened after the Empire won. It was, like, just a huge letdown for him. So I still enjoy that to this well, day. How, how did you get the rights, do you know? Because I I, think, it seems, like, improbable that they would let Family Guy do this. You know what it was? It was more, and again, like, a sound, we sound so old and, and we're getting old. But this was written in 2006, okay? So this is now 16 years ago. Uh, Lucasfilm had not been purchased by Disney at that point. They were their own thing still. And Seth, I guess, or the show, had had to deal with them each time we did a Star Wars joke in the past to license, like, you know, the likenesses, the names, whatever it was. And they had always worked with us. Like, we had a good relationship with Lucasfilm. And I think when it was presented to them, like, we want to do this episode, it was that rare thing in Hollywood of just on up the chain at Lucasfilm all the way up to George, everybody said yes. Every, you know, we had to keep checking with higher up, higher up, higher up people, and they all just kept saying yes. They, and they let us use, as you heard, the music, which is, you know, yeah. unbe- unbelievably helpful to the episode and, and, and everything about it. So they were great sports in a way that... If we were to try and do something like this today, I just there's no way it would happen. I think Disney right. is much, you know, tighter with their properties. So um, we we got to give it all up to Lucasfilm for being so cooperative yeah. with that whole thing. Um, so I, I was going to jump in and do kind of a point by point. JC, do you want have anything you want to add well, before I'm, we? No, just we for do me, I was most curious about the original script, how much it was changed and stuff, and then the Danny Elfman joke. Yes. I just couldn't believe, like, I played it for Stu. It was just so, such a, like, weird tie well, to our lives. Like, Seth does not like Daniel. Okay. I don't oh, think. Oh, really? Oh, that's good. Can't tell, by the maybe way. Maybe because he's too whimsical. <laughs> no, I don't think he knows him as a person. I wouldn't say that. I think he doesn't like his style of music, doesn't right. agree with it's it as traditional. being. It's not traditional. Right. It's not yeah. traditional in the way that he likes. So I think that that was, um, you know, his little... Addition, one of his many additions yeah. to the script was putting that moment. <laughs> we were like, in. oh, oh, and he was beheaded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were like, very extreme. So, right, yeah, I thought I would going. just, I would just like take us through like parts I liked. And if you have comments on it, great. Yeah. If not, then sure. We'll just keep moving. But, um, I thought it was funny that, you know, pretty much the that whole episode starts with a cutaway you could no longer do, the TV oh, gag. I know. The, yes. That's a good point. The I Randy agree. Golf announcers. Yes. Yeah, yes. that was me and Mike Henry recording that. Yeah. And that was added. I had a different TV gag in oh, a, at the okay. top. And so that right away was a new gag that was added. But I have to believe that Mike Henry and I were probably the ones pitching that, which is why we were doing the doing voices. It. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Hashtag shame. Right. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, there was a, the great gag at the beginning of Let's Begin with Part 4. Yes. That, that was, was very yeah, funny. Awesome. That, that was not me. I I cannot, for the life of me, remember who pitched that, but not me. The yeah, only thing perfect, that I... Perfect, succinct, and uh, the, yes. the, the best intro joke. <laughs> great intro joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I remember laughing at this so hard the first time I saw it, and it got me again as the... The ship flies over and has a Bush Cheney bumper. Yes. That is such a great joke that I did not write. It was not in my. Re- I was so pained because I could not remember. I was like, "Did I write that?" And I looked at the uh, writer's draft, not in there. So that's a. That's just a. It's just a great joke. Yeah, it was a great joke for that time too. Um, and then there, there was a stormtrooper battle, and I. This was actually I had a pitch, a comedy pitch, when the Ooh. guy says he's. I'm two days from retirement. Yeah. yeah. And then I like, had I been there, I would have pitched, oh, I forgot to tell you, you're a lot further from retirement than we thought. <laughs> what? Yeah. I was like going over the paperwork and the uh, year was wrong on the, on the initial form. So you're, you're four and a half years from retirement. I'm sorry. That's funny. Well, it's, it's funny that you pitched that because the episode was full of that kind of comedy that I love, yes. yeah. which is like almost making it like a weird, like there are weird personal relationships and quibbles. <laughs> but that, that totally totally is like a family guy innovation that you never really saw that anywhere else with the, the it's called dual dialogue, but the characters kind of talking over each other a little bit like a Robert Altman film, yeah, but about yeah. these very trivial things. So there, yes. there were a number of examples of that. Yeah. And like one of my favorite things, examples that comes up next were the R2 beat with Cleveland, where she's trying to record the video and yes, and has to go into so, the menu with the preferences. So it's perfect. Yes. So that I cannot take even, you know, half credit for that. But what I will take credit for in that is in my original draft, there was an original just one line of her having trouble figuring out like what to what to press on R2 yeah. and that got expanded okay. into this like much funnier <laughs> longer run about preferences and you know click preferences and they, that that was funny I can't again I I cannot remember who pitched it yeah, yeah. and that then there's the Vader entrance and uh, again this is Seth's like yeah d- just bravura performance yeah. <laughs> uh, so funny <laughs> I know I will say in because uh, the, then the, that scene when Vader comes, Stewie comes in as Darth Vader, and he has that funny line about, "Oh, should we clean it up? Darth Vader's coming." Oh, no, it's yeah. <laughs> like it was, he was already on you know level ten. But then it goes into this thing, which is like a a gag about um, what was that game show with the briefcases? Uh, deal or no, no deal? Yeah, deal nice. or no deal? Yes. So. That, to me, is one of those shows that didn't really stand the test of time and kind of sticks out as, like, what the fuck is that? And I feel like what I had in my writer's draft as I went back and looked at it, I thought was better than the deal or no deal thing. It was another one of those little interpersonal things where Darth Vader can't remember a stormtrooper's name. And then we go off (laughs) and follow the stormtrooper like, he never fucking remembers my name. Like, and they're like, Virgil, calm down. You know, it's like, I know, but it's just. And, And by the way, speaking of Virgil, this was the peak era of what I like to call name comedy. And there's a lot of it in this where it's like, you don't do the budget, Terry. I do, you know, like that kind of stuff is so, and there's no one better at name comedy. I'll shout him out because he's listening. Steve Callahan is great at picking (laughs) like the perfect white guy name, like Ian or Terry or something. (laughs) It's always great. Yeah. Well, then I I wonder, 
another gag I'm wondering about that comes up soon after that, the Grey Poupon joke. Yes. Because yes, I, I feel like this is the type of joke that Seth would now hate. He would hate it now, and it was not in my original draft, which I was also surprised by because that's totally a me thing. Like, here's a reference within right. a yes. reference. Right. Like, um, and a but I, I can't remember who put that in. But uh, to it me, was hilarious. Yeah, yeah it feels it, like it's like an airplane joke. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, and, I, and I like that. Yeah, when the music shifts, you're like, okay, what? Yeah. Oh, this is worth <laughs> leading to. Um, and then the, something happened that I want to give a shout out to you because I remember this from your standup, which okay. was. Cool. The Death Star, the meeting about the Death Star, and it having this oh, yeah. little hole for cosmetic <laughs> reasons it's that hilarious. could blow up the entire thing. And I feel like yeah. I, you did do that as a stand-up bit, right? Yeah. Oh, out. yeah. So yep. that was in the original script? No, oh. it wasn't. Because that whole scene, that was what I was talking about earlier, where I went through and wrote all these scenes. I didn't write that scene. And Seth was like, I think we should do a version of this scene. Okay. And so then when we, we got to it, I think I, I helped to pitch that ah, bit okay. anyway. I'm doing the voice of the guy who's getting choked. Yeah. Sounds like this voice right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's funny because while we're in this spot, I don't know if it's right here. It's right around here. There was the Rush Limbaugh thing. That's, which was yeah, actually, I'm coming up to that okay. because the, the, there are two things I want to talk about briefly before that. And one is the yelling, the New York guys yelling out the window. Oh, that was so hilarious. Funny. That that was not in my original script. That had to be my. If I had to guess, I would say that was Danny. I was gonna because da- Danny's thing. one of the guys yelling, yeah. and it felt like a Danny Seth thing. That you know, because looking at the, I think when you we watch the movie together and you see their their home like that, there are these weird little windows that where it looks <laughs> almost like a tenement house somewhere. Yeah. So they just kind of took that and ran. Well, it. that it's, was it's, so it, funny. They also did it in Ted. It's like now kind ah. of a staple, I felt. Remember the guys yelling out the window? Or oh, was that yeah. Ted 2 or was it both? I think it was Ted 1. I got I to gotta rewatch those. Yeah, I know. We'll have to rewatch <laughs> that. But before the Rush Limbaugh, the other thing I wanted to get into, which was uh, JC alluded to it earlier, um, the John Williams thing, uh, although yeah. this isn't where he was killed, but when they did the People's Court theme. Oh, that was great. And, yes. and they, the ISO shot on them playing the bongos. Yes. <laughs> That made me laugh so yes. hard. I, I don't I, know why, but it also makes you realize that that is an incredible piece of music. It I is. know. I didn't realize it It's either. very good. It's like jazz. It's legit jazz. <laughs> Did John Williams write that? No, he didn't. So what happened there, this I do have a memory of, and I, I looked at it in the script. Cause so I had written in my script that first thing about when he's standing out there, and he says, ladies and gentlemen, John Williams and the London Symphony Orchestra, and they go to them playing that very nice uh, yeah. binary sunset, I think it's called, uh, nerd. And, uh, <laughs> but then I had said for Chris to say, now do 1941, which is another one of John Williams' themes, but it's very up and jaunty. And Seth himself changed that to, no, nobody's going to know 1941. He said the, uh, the People's Court, which That's was great. way funnier. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. really funny. So funny. <laughs> Great. Um, but talk about talk about Rush Limbaugh now because okay, I know that so, was a controversy and like yeah, how, well, so, how it went down. Yeah, this is kind of like so. There's this point in uh, in Star Wars where Luke and three uh, PO are riding across the desert on Luke's cool like land speeder, and so I put in 
my draft a thing where it was like C-3PO saying, hey, mind if I turn on the radio? Because it's an easy way to just do comedy. It's like, like family that, guy it, staple yeah. of being right, somewhere right. and turning on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so you can put whatever you want on the radio. And this was the, uh, the era of, you know, Rush Limbaugh was very popular. And so in my first line, I just put a parenthetical in front of it. It said radio guy, V-O, in parentheses, Limbaugh style. Ah. And then I had him saying, you know, we don't need another Senate resolution, like just starting to go on, on Limbaugh stuff. But I made it very quick. And it mine went into the more traditional family guy, like weenie in the butt, if you ever right. watch the yeah. show, like weenie just silly DJ stuff, which I... I have to say, you grow attached to certain jokes more than others. I loved this. Every time I would read it, it would make me chuckle because I love that radio comedy bullshit with extra DJs and sound yeah. effects and, you know, all that kind of shit. But Seth wanted to said, like, you know, we could really get Rush Limbaugh. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And then that turns into a thing where, like, Rush Limbaugh is a disgrace. Like, he's yeah. just an absolute, like, force for bad in the world, I would okay. say. Rest in peace. Right. Rest, in Rest, Rest in war. Hang on! Rest in war. Rest in war. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Um, so I, did, I was not, inner, inwardly, I was not thrilled about offering this to Rush Limbaugh and expanding yeah. his line. But then it's one of those writer things where, first of all, I have a great job. Yeah, here we go. Second of all, <laughs> this is a great thing. I'm working on this Star Wars thing that I love. Okay, yeah. am I going to start to be like an asshole and start putting feet down and saying no to Rush Limbaugh, it, knowing that Seth wants this to happen? Yeah. No, I wasn't. So sometimes as a writer, you know, you just you eat a little shit if, yeah. You, yeah. if you see the bigger picture. And we shit on him now. So what difference does it make? Right. Exactly. We still get to shit on him. Yeah. Anyway, so that that particular moment was an interesting moment of like me having to give up a joke that I was anxious to see or yeah. to hear on the show for something that I was like not thrilled about giving Rush Limbaugh like any association with this project. Did he but come in? He, I don't, I think he recorded from somewhere else. He must I, he I didn't even realize it was actually Rush Limbaugh. It was actually yeah. him. And by the way, listening to it again and watching it again, it was funny. Like, it was yeah. funny what he said. He made fun of, they say Hoth is melting. It's an ice planet. And, oh, like, wait, he's I a climate change denier. Yeah. And then he makes fun of um, Lando Calrissian for being named mayor when clearly it's because of affirmative action. Like, that, it was just funny. So Did you get blowback I, for that at all? No. 
No, okay. that's good. There was not. Anyway, I, I thought it was interesting. I, you know, I thought it was good. I, I then um, the next thing that sort of caught my eye was the um, the cantina band and you doing play that one thing again, <laughs> <laughs> trying to take <laughs> suggestions from the audience. <laughs> that was very you. Play that one song. All right, here we go. <laughs> Same song. And that is you, right? That is me because, and I mean, anyone who watches Star Wars knows the song that that cantina band is playing, but it's the only, you hear a little bit, but that's the only thing you remember. It's not like they had like a, you know, a greatest hits album. And I've got to guess that the hot, cold joke was in your draft it had was not oh my god was That's not insane i know it was viner's voice saying yes. that the guy yeah. at the bar yeah yep. no i there was there was a whole chunk of that bar scene up top that was added my bar scene started with the line of peter saying you know the i'm the only one whose career won't be totally destroyed well by I, this first movie. of all I was, I was struck by how late peter comes into it and again i i've never really seen star wars but i i kind of have you know the story just from osmosis and from watching this episode but it's like god he comes in really late he does yeah yeah Peter came in late and, you know, Han Solo came in late. It was just that's when you meet him in the story, which is honestly part of the reason why I was thinking originally we have Peter as Luke because Peter's obviously like our our clean up hitter. Yeah. You want to get him in there telling jokes as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, whatever. Whatever. I'm not mad about it. Now. So <laughs> talk about the, the maneuvers bit of comedy or listing slowly to the left yeah. and everything that felt like potentially in the draft. Well, you know, the thing was. It wasn't in the draft, but I 100% pitched that. Uh, that okay. was when we were watching it as That's a funny. group. And if you watch that moment in the film, Han <laughs> says, don't worry, I can outmaneuver him. <laughs> and then they show a shot of like the ship just slowly going this way and being followed by the other ship. Like, So I just thought of listing lazily to the left, you know, yeah. and then everybody kind of freaks out about it. He's listing lazily to the left. God, this guy knows some maneuvers. I'm pretty sure Viner pitched that tagline. Boy, this guy really knows some maneuvers. Yeah, because, I mean, there is an air to this of mystery science theater. That totally. Is, it's the yeah. movie you've seen so many times that you're doing observational comedy. Yes. On parts of the movie that everyone has absorbed, but no one's really examined. And I thought, yeah. I think my favorite example in the episode was, and again, not even having seen the movie, I got it immediately, was the the two guys are waiting for the ship to come in and talking about how they wish they had a railing. Oh, I love that. I did not write that. That was totally added. And I, I have to imagine Danny had something to do with that because he was one of the voices. But that was yeah. so funny. They say I'm I just going to lean on it all day. Yeah, and then and then yeah, say I'll be leaning all day. And then Viner, Viner says, and none of this is going to matter when we're big rock stars. <laughs> like that was such a great ending to that. So funny. Love uh, that. When you guys uh, are pitching, are you just calling out the jokes, like just saying yes. the lines, and then yes. and someone's writing them down? Like how yep. does that? You you just call them out. People write them down. The yeah, writers' the assistants, assistants will okay. write them down, and and uh, you know if if a lot of people laugh, right. then that's what you use. Wow. And the writers' assistants can barely has to go bathroom. They cannot. It's a really hard job. That's yeah. Um, it's, I, the, the 
fact that like no writer's assistant has just shat themselves I in know. their entire career is, speaks so highly to them of their bowels it's like it's like what, that thing you love in breaking away they're taping him to the bike uh, it's like the, the writer's every day being taped to the keyboard the hardest job in show well we, we ruined alex carter's hands alex carter still has oh. carpal tunnel he was a great writer's assistant for us could type like the wind wow. um and now he's a great writer for us but he fucked up his hands you know, so bad Sacrifice. being a writer's assistant. Wow. <laughs> like an awful. athlete. <laughs> he did. Um, I, I, so then I think this was my favorite joke in the whole thing. And I, I like to think this is the kind of joke I trade in. Obviously, I had nothing to do with this. But right. when they're talking about the force and Peter says, you know, Luke says, oh, you don't believe in joke. the force. And then Peter says... Oh, you mean I don't believe in that thing you just found out three hours, about three hours ago? Which <laughs> is such, now judge. Yeah, yeah, it's that, such a perfect observation of a flaw in the whole film. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did not. That was not in my draft. You're 100 percent right that that's a very you joke. If I had to guess, I would say that's Patrick Megan. Yeah, feels also like a joke. He's that, incredible that, at observing things in movies <laughs> yes, like that. He, like he, plot he's holes. Very, awesome. Yes, he's very good, and and I I believe that that I will go to my grave believing that joke, <laughs> which is very funny. Oh, you mean this? And Seth delivered the shit out of that line. Yeah. Like, he was he, he got so he leaned into a lot. Of there's these. something so true about it, though. There's something that yeah, that yeah. Feel, <laughs> felt universal. Like I felt like, why have I had that feeling? And, and about what? I'm not, I'm not even sure right. I can articulate it. <laughs> yeah, but it seems yeah. like a flaw in life that like. <laughs> yeah. People are constantly giving you criticism for for stuff that maybe they were only aware of very recently. Yes, I love that. That's a fantastic joke. So um, glad you highlighted that. So talk about the I had the time of my life. Oh yeah, yeah. Interlude. That that was not in my draft either. Um, and but I love it. And and first of all. I happen to be, and I, I may not have confessed this on the show before, I'm a huge Dirty, Dirty Dancing Dan. fan. Awesome. I, I think this, that that, yeah. for what movies try to be and what they are, like yeah. that movie was a 10 out of 10 for like what it tried and to Mike achieve. Mike Henry's performance, I mean, how did yes. he do that whistling with every lyric? I don't, the no, he, Mike Henry, who plays Herbert. high note. Hit all the notes. He's been great in a couple of songs, like many songs, anything yeah. that he does, but... In particular, as Herbert, he did this, I've had the time of my life in this. And right around this time, he did a bang-up version of Somewhere That's Green from Little Shop of Horrors with, like, Herbert dreaming of a life with Chris. And it was so great. (laughs) Um, But you know what was interesting, and I'm sure you noticed this watching it? It was, like, in the episode, because Herbert is Obi-Wan, you've painted yourself into a corner. It's like (laughs) we need – there are going to be five (laughs) pedophile jokes in this episode at least. Right. Like with with him in that big a part. And I was looking through my script and I had so many more. (laughs) And I was like – but I was just like what the fuck am I supposed to do with Herbert other than that? That's all we know about him. Right. Well, it's the the audacity of that character which – could not be created today. Right. Never. Never. It, like an unabashed. <laughs> I know. Love Just, it is hilarious. Right. <laughs> um, but that song was great. And 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 give let's give credit now. I should have way before this to Dan Povenmeyer, who directed the episode. Oh. Is an excellent director for Family Guy. Always made you know the greatest visual episodes. Helped us out immensely. And he was a 
frustratingly good ping pong player. <laughs> which is, and and wow. he went on to uh, co-create Phineas and Ferb, which is oh, a yeah. very wow. popular animated yeah. show. Um, so thank you, Dan, because you did amazing work in this. And, and screw you for your spin serve <laughs> in ping pong, which was deadly. So the next thing I want to talk about was in my initial watching of it, however many years ago, 15 years ago, that this just blew me apart. I thought it was the funniest thing I ever seen. And it, it almost knowing it was coming lessened it a little bit for me. I, I still enjoyed it and I still I know recognize what you're it. gonna say. But the couch. Yes. The couch <laughs> in the trash compactor. Yes. And the then the ex- to extend it to three yes. additional beats of them dealing with the couch, I ending with it. him on the ship holding the oh, couch up. as it takes off and he's going yeah. easy, easy so was that in the draft or no was... god damn it okay. no yeah i'm being i'm being unveiled unmasked here as a sham but no that joke was so funny and and for years i've given mark Hentiman credit for pitching that that couch gag yeah, yeah. I, I believe that it was him and i feel like maybe somebody corrected me recently and maybe that was also megan i know again david and steve are listening now just apoplectic Right. But I I thought that that couch gag was Mark Hentiman, one of our very talented right. writers who's been there forever. And that bit makes, you're right, it just, it's a tent pole in the middle of the episode. Yeah. It's like the great beat that, that carries the middle of the show. And, and you, you hit the nail on the head, like... Because the couch thing was funny enough when they're like just trying to get it out of the door, like right. it was right. very realistic and it had all that realistic. Well, the fact dialogue. that he kept it, <laughs> I know. It's like this is an opportunity for him <laughs> and then to, to have me, something nicer than what he has, and he found to, it in the trash as he was about to be squished to death. <laughs> and to me, the the joke that also you know, as you pointed out, like it was not just one joke. When it came back, when they're trying to escape yes. and all the bullets are flying and they're going, go, 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 Without thinking of that. <laughs> I that I, I hope so. And you know what the, the shitty thing is, which I did not realize until later, was there's a very funny episode of Friends. Pivot. Right. Where Ross yeah. is like leading the charge of carrying the, this couch up, up a flight of stairs yeah. and he keeps shouting pivot. Yeah. Like pivot, pivot. Like and it was it was very funny. And that came years, ten years before this. Oh. I did not I can speak for myself I and I think enough. I can speak for Mark Henneman who has zero connection to any of that. Like they yeah. were not, we were not thinking of that when right. we were doing this couch. Thing. I would I say just, Mark might not even know if he's seen friends or not. <laughs> I know I would agree. That was right around uh, when he was getting struck by lightning. So I don't know that he, he couldn't be near TVs for like five years. Wait, after is that true? That. Yeah. He was struck by lightning. Whoa. Maybe, maybe twice. What? Yeah, That's in my mind, he was struck by lightning twice, but that can't be possible. <laughs> I know. Well, I don't know why that's become the story now. He was definitely struck by lightning once. And yeah. your line about that is so funny. When, <laughs> what, do you, what do you say about that? When? Yesterday? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. You say, I know, I know Mark was struck by lightning, but was he struck by lightning just now? <laughs> but is it, doesn't he do the character that sort of just speaks in gibberish, too? Yes. Is that like, was that developed after he was struck by lightning? Oh. That's and a great he's question. Also the I don't know. Right. The ostrich. Yeah. Goes, yeah, the ostrich who goes, ha ha. Yeah, we got it. Which is kind of his real laugh. He just, yes, it is. He says, ha ha. Like yeah. a cartoon character. He right. says, ha ha. Right. Uh, yes. But yeah, that, that gibberish character is in the Star Wars episode as well. He so is, like, yeah. He is. He's the one of the sand people. Who yeah. Always, yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Exactly. That was great. Well, I think you can get away with saying that was, if anything, homage, but you didn't know about it. But I, yes. I, I yeah. you know, I don't have too much else to talk about. I think we've yeah, gone through it. Yeah, that was a lot. So um, good. It, yeah, it was it, hilarious. It really holds up. It's, yeah. It's so uh, funny. I'm sure, a lo- I'm sure a lot of the people listening now, presumably some of you guys are Family Guy fans, and uh, but if you're not, and you're just like, well, I'm not that interested in Family Guy, but... That's a good episode it to watch. Fun. Like you don't need to know anything about Family Guy or nothing. Star Wars. Yeah. To enjoy it. Right. Yeah. It's it's just very funny. And again, I'm I'm saying it here on the podcast and Makos, keep your mouth shut about this. <laughs> but I am going to try my darndest to get Seth back into the room for wow. Family Guy's final season if I'm lucky enough to still be there. But right. I think just watching this Star Wars episode it was striking how many jokes he personally pitched himself and how incredibly well he performed them. And as you pointed out, Goldie, it's it's a consequence of, like, he cared. He yeah. cared about it. And, and the fact is he cared about pretty much every episode when he was in the room. Obviously, there was a level of extra care with Star Wars meets his show Family Guy. Yeah. But I feel like having him around is invaluable. Yeah. Well, we, gotta, we, gotta uh, go we can't afford to have both you and Seth in the room. So. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> I'll be using my $47 monthly podcast check. That's quarterly. Spam. Yeah, it's quarterly. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Yes. Yeah, it does seem like it's a little infrequent to be monthly. All right. Well, that was very fun to talk well, about. Well, your blowjob is over, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, I didn't come. No, I was, I, 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 it's because I kept getting asked in the middle. Did like, you write that? Did you write that? No, I didn't. Was Keep going. That was actually my plan is to just slowly <laughs> chip away Columbo style uh, to get your writing credit removed <laughs> off the episode. And so, no. in conclusion, I, I don't think he wrote it. Yeah, I'm the I'm the clearly the Elizabeth Holmes of Family Guy. I'm holding, holding up the Star Wars episode like oh, this. It's hey, like, we've uh, got an exclusive interview with the guy who wrote Interior Spaceship. Day. <laughs> That's a, it's funny that you bring that up because uh, Tom Devani, one of our very funny writers. He could give a shit about Star Wars. Thinks it's all just very foolish. So at at one point we were stuck at at you know pitching on some joke and there was like silence in the room and Tom just said, uh, 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 maybe uh, uh, Luke says, uh, hey, get back to the rocket ship. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we, we repeat that. I have, I have a Tom Devani. Do we need it? There he is. <laughs> That's perfect, Tom. Oh, my God. Tom is the master. Of, like, by the way, if, if one out of ten do we need it 
works, it's worth it. Like when you can bring up, do we need it? And the showrunner will be like, actually, we don't. Let's move on. Like, it's so worth it. It's great. Well, it always works in the sense it makes me laugh. Yes. Oh, no, it works 100 percent of the time on that level. Um, all right. Well, that was fun. Thank oh, you for the blowjob. Yeah. Goldie, let's specify. Goldie, yeah. Just Goldie. Goldie just Goldie. JC job. sat in the room and watched like a sicko. <laughs> she hated the episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Clearly. It hilarious. It offended her on many levels. <laughs> yes. So that was fun to talk about. And now let's roll into the part of the show we like to call Top Five. Top Five. All right. right. This was my category this week. I pitched this. I pitched. Boy, yes. what a funny joke this is. <laughs> Um, all right, so this week we're doing top five feelings. Yeah. Um, um, and I don't give a shit who goes first, third. I don't, my list is fine. I I'll, go, say like, I'll go first, and go I want to clarify because I didn't understand and I didn't really want to understand. Did you mean <laughs> physical sensations or emotional feelings? Oh, Whatever shit. you say so, will right. be fine. Okay, good. So yeah. that's what I figured. And so yeah. mine are a combination okay. of Do both. It. And it I'm sure mine to are too. what I think is a gratifying list. Awesome. Oh, cool. uh, number five is stepping out of an airplane into Hawaii. <gasps> oh. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. The air feels quality is yeah. different. And you've, you're, you're coming from airplane air into yeah. the best air yeah. in the world. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great first one. What yeah. an opener. Yeah. Uh, number four is lying down for the first time on a freshly changed bed. Yes. Uh, that's that a was good us one. last night. Oh, yes. That's a good one. Uh, and number three is a corollary of that. Okay. Plunging into perfect temperature water. Wow. Oh, wow. Goldie, I, you're, I really... you're such a so sea creature. So it can creature. be hot or cold. It could yeah. be... But... Yeah. Um, you're amphibious. Okay, number two is 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 an emotional one. Okay. Yes. Very emotional. <laughs> no, date. date. <laughs> Someone being genuinely happy to see you. Aww. Oh, that, my number two is very similar to that. Yeah. That's great. And number one, this will come as no surprise to anyone who knows me or listens to this. The number one feeling in the world is being done <laughs> with anything with anything ah, that's great um all right oh i'll go God. i'll go i'll split it up in the middle number five for me is getting a laugh oh yeah it's a great feeling sense. to get a laugh so fucking needy i know I, I am and goldie i think you probably just got too many of them so you're you're now so used to it um, <laughs> number four q-tip in the ear Oh. oh God! There are times when when, when you <laughs> when you Q-tip at the right time, it it it's an unbelievable feeling. Um, number three for me, one and a half drinks in. That's it. Oh, yeah, that's great. one and a half drinks in. You everything you get, Lucille Goosey, everything <laughs> just starts to to click, and then it's up to you. What you do with that. After like, that, yeah. Do you take it too far? Yes. Do you somehow keep that that ball up in the air by managing it? Yes. No. But one and a half, we don't go too far. No. I know. It's hard. It's a hard one to master, but that's it. One and a half drinks in is a great feeling. Number two, like Goldie's, number two, a hug from your kid. Oh, a yeah. hug from your kid is that's basically the same as somebody being happy to see you. It's just your kid. And number one, I mean, come on. We're an explicit show. Orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Had to be. 
I mean, it just had to be. Name a better feeling. Go ahead. JC, being you're done. Right. I mean, being yeah, done is very kind of an orgasm. It's, yeah. it's in there. It's baked it's, into being it's done. It's so funny. It's I, in there. I went totally like clinical, I guess, more. I was Do like, it. look, okay, so number five was nostalgia. It's yeah. like sort of sad, sort yeah. of happy, sort of like just, you know, I, the feeling yeah. of nostalgia. I just, that's like 20 hours of my day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Number four was um, being fascinated with something. I just like, I, I find it kind of rare now that I even am, am fascinated by things, but when it happens, I'm like, oh, wow. I yeah. want to know more about that. Yep. It's rare. Yeah. Uh, number three, the feeling of truly being relaxed. It's so rare. Yeah, tell me about it. That, I don't know. I don't know that I felt it. I, yeah, I know. Let us know what the, that's I'm like. Just searching for it. And then this weekend I went to a wedding and the officiant is a friend of mine who married his brother, uh, Eric Krasno. Jeff Krasno. He married his own brother? <laughs> what? I, know, I really the, ruined that. What is this? How, so, how is this going to be a good feeling? <laughs> <laughs> So Jeff Krasno, he brought up this thing I'd never heard of. It's called mudita, which oh, means yeah. feeling joy for someone else's joy. And uh, if you, yeah. I don't know if you know, that's like kind the opposite, of. The opposite of schadenfreude. Right. Which is, and, which is um, you know, taking pleasure in someone else's misfortune. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of the epitome of like me. I don't know why. I just, it's this thing where I cry when I see someone else happy. It's just a weird thing. God, Goldie, so, you I know, and I are on our own island You here. guys are yeah. like, she's annoying. <laughs> I'm oh. just wondering if I'm going to have to deal with her mudita at Tootsie. <laughs> <laughs> can Depends we switch seats, Alex? Can you sit next to JC? But we're not I don't want to be around are we this sitting mudita. Together? No, <laughs> this mudita. we're not sitting together. Okay, yes. Yeah, so Wait, did what? It. I know you didn't no, know that. No, no, I'm sitting with you, Goldie. Goldie and JC and Stu are oh, sitting right. in their own I've, seats that yeah. are close. They're See, not I thought together. you got us three separate <laughs> seats around me. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would have been better. Just singles. <laughs> Thruple. Um, and then, number one, I guess, is the feeling of being lovestruck. You know, we've all, mm. like, I, mm. it's just, you know, yeah. that, that feeling. Kind of like orgasm. Just right? like orgasm. <laughs> yeah. Same I guess thing. so. It's the yes, my version of that. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the the lady version of orgasm. I like being in love. <laughs> Hold my hand. <laughs> oh my god! Hold All me. right, so All now right. it's my Goldie, turn, right? Yeah, you're next. It's my turn. Here we go. Is everyone ready? Yes, we're ready. Next week we will be doing the top five years ever to be alive. Ooh! Oh. Wow! Awesome. I'd like that. So interesting. Boy, you didn't, you. You, you never let go. You had your time travel show and you just, you're fascinated by it. Yeah. That, well, that's a whole other, I mean, you want to see some schadenfreude. You want to experience that. The, the, <laughs> no. what, that what happened with that to me is the opposite of, of I mean, JC, that you're going to have anti-Mudita if we go down that road. <laughs> schadenfreude. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear about the German Therapy pervert, he shat on Freuda. Hey, everyone. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, all right, that's a good list. Top five years to be alive. Yeah, it's okay. great. Again, things are popping up like uh, kernels in a Nostalgia. hot pan. Nostalgia. Love that. All right, but now it's time to wrap up this lengthy episode <laughs> with something we like to call High Note. <laughs> thank you, Tom Gamble, and thank you for not being here today okay. when we asked Can you. Can I go first? Out. 
Yes, please, please. So Stu was in a yoga class, all right? He saw this guy wearing a shirt. It's a a shirt about a podcast called Uh, Yeah, Dude. These are guys, um, the guy, okay, the guy wearing the shirt was one of the hosts of this podcast. And if anyone's heard of this podcast, it's considered one of the original comedy podcasts. It came out in 2006. And the guy that he met, his name was, is Seth Romatelli. So it's co-hosted with Jonathan Larroquette. Yes, John Larroquette's son from Night Court. Wow. And uh, Mark Maron had had them both on his show and called them the godfathers of comedy podcasts and basically the original. So right. MBN. MBN. <laughs> <laughs> <Hashtag> MBN. <laughs> so good. So Stu, he parted ways. The guy did some research on Stu, found out all about him. He listened to our podcast, Fight or Flight. And oh. he sent home two things with Stu to give to me. One of them was a postcard. It says, Janice. Totally down with ATDD. Can't Ooh. help it. I'm from, I'm going to say this wrong, Haverhill? Haverhill. Haverhill, Massachusetts is the postcard. And then the second piece of paper, yeah. which is completely coincidental, he is also going to Tootsie the same night we are. <laughs> he bought a ticket to Tootsie. Well, that's amazing. Isn't that awesome. so random? Well, Go- Goldie, did you think that was going in another direction? <laughs> Second postcard. He is mentioned recommending the show on his incredibly popular no, podcast. No part of me thought that would. I thought happen. that was coming. I guess but I'm, I'm in a. I'm, I'm starting to like office. my odds now that we have more people in the audience. Yeah. Of when I start the chant, Tootsie. As I'm going to do several times during this musical, that I think there's people will join in. I hope so. <laughs> you might, you should, you, uh, you'll get the more Yankees chant. Let's go, Tootsie. <laughs> Let's go, Tootsie. For the Daryl Strawberry. Tootsie. Tootsie. You suck. <laughs> You should have been a blowjob. <laughs> um, that was something I once heard someone yell at a New York Yankees game in the bleachers. Amazing. Really? Yeah. That's, That's great. great. <laughs> what a great. And so, JC, what's his name again? Just so when we meet him, I don't forget. Seth Romatelli. Seth? Yes, Here's how exactly. you can remember. Seth? And then, <laughs> when the moon hits your eye right. like a big like pizza, pizza pie, Romatelli. And guys, he's very sensitive about being Italian. All right, that's great. That's a great high note. Uh, I'll do mine. It's a quick one. Again, not really related to my real life, but related to real life here on Earth. So there is a a beach in Mumbai, India, that was one of those beaches that was literally neck deep in garbage, like forever you yeah. know one of those ones that you see the pictures of with the seagulls and it's looks disgusting and you're like our world is ending for the past 96 weeks there have been a group of volunteers to clean up this very large beach wow and they did it in 96 weeks and this season for the first time they said in decades and decades 
hundreds of thousands of sea Whoa. turtles were breeding on the beach. Whoa. And like, it's just like, let's get our shit together yeah, I like that. got goosebumps just thinking know. about it. <laughs> so it can be done. There are garbage patches wow. and garbage islands that are huge and getting bigger, but I think there's a way to clean them up. Yeah, that's right. a great high note. So uh, here's my high note. So um, my daughter has this friend, and the friend's dad is this musician, um, and he goes by Luxury, which is L-U-X-X-U-R-Y. And he has this Instagram feed, and he's on TikTok as well, where he has like a, a quarter million followers. But wow. he gets the stems of the original recording of music, like... And he breaks down how certain songs are just what he calls interpolations of other songs. I've seen this guy. That's your, you're friends with him. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, I, and, and it's so friggin' interesting. Yeah. And I just want to recommend everyone to deep dive this guy luxury. Yeah. To and he has original music that's great as well. But it's just, if you like music and you kind I'll of go like, out. how is this song kind of like this song? He, he takes all the instruments, separates everything and shows you exactly the case for like why this person was sued by this person and for what right. yeah. and do they have a case. Wow. That's awesome. I That's love cool. that kind of shit. Yes. Yeah. I'll definitely I'm gonna be totally. looking at that today. Yeah. Two That's X's. great. Luxury. That is great. And that boy, another uh, lengthy, great episode. Thank you for the uh for talking about that Star Wars uh episode yeah. again. It was really fun to talk about, really fun to rewatch. Um and, uh, really and we used to be better. We'll never be that good again. That's right. We peaked. <laughs> we peaked in 06 with our little uh, Von Dutch hats and all that shit. <laughs> we, we were, who knew we were at the peak? Yeah. And by the way, I was, and, and if anyone's listened this long, first of all, thank you. And write us at a typical disgusting display at gmail.com. Would you like to hear JC tell a Johnny joke what? at some point? Is oh that something <laughs> that people want to hear? I mean, JC, I'll tell you what made me think of this. One joke. Okay. okay one joke. You can, you can write it with Stu. What? I want, oh, you, I have to I want you to I want you to go through the experience. Okay. I want you to feel our pain and possibly the Midori or whatever, our joy. Yeah. Midora. The, what is it called? Mudati. Mudit Mudati. Midora. Of course, the uh, fear yes. is that she just writes a joke that's so far better. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. And it's then fine. it's like we're, we're totally exposed as well. <laughs> that's not going to happen. As opposed but, to now where we're only partially exposed. Well, then we could, we could close the whole thing down. It's a win-win. We could, we could stop doing Johnny jokes if she... I, I think that would be very fun. And what is it? Uh, mudo, uh, bartender, I'll have a mudito. What's it called? <laughs> mudita. Mudita. Yeah, bartender, yes. I'll have a mudita. Uh, uh, mudita. Two muditas. <laughs> Please. Um, we're celebrating. Wait, okay, here. so when do I have to do this? Yeah, you don't have to do it. Just okay. sometime. First, we'll I'll let any emails ready. trickle in. Okay. See and if call anyone gives right. a shit. At the number. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 310-896-8274. That's 310 310- Eight nine six eight two seven four. Goldie likes to listen twice every year, so uh, <laughs> we'll get to. I'll those. get to it eventually. <laughs> all right. Well, thank all of you for listening. Thank you two for being awesome, and we will thank talk you. to you again next week. Even (laughs) Dios. Makes no sense.